Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We'd like to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. You know, this is a place where we try to build you so you can build others. Hopefully, you're working on building a team, building a business, or just in general, building yourself. And we want to be part of that journey with you. So I am grateful today to have a special guest. We've got Mike Rock, C-Rock, and I'm going to let him pronounce his last name when we get going here. But Mike C-Rock is the CEO of People Building Inc. and the powerhouse behind What Are You Made Of movement. He's also a, a podcast host for that same title, What Are You Made Of? He's a performance coach. He's an author. He's a dynamic public speaker, visionary, and thought leader. He's been featured by Yahoo Finance as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020, and he is on a mission to build people. So welcome to the show, Mike. Thanks, Brian. Hey, I start every interview um, with gratitude, man, because I'm just truly grateful, but not only that, humbled that the fact that I can, you know, people want to hear my voice in the first place and uh, the fact that I get to share uh, my story with you and your audience. So thank you very much for having me. Well, I've been enjoying your post on LinkedIn. And, and as for show prep, I went and watched some of your videos today. You're very inspirational and, I, and I'm grateful to have you here. So we're equally grateful. So tell the listeners how to say your last name. Sirocco. So it's not as hard as it's it spelled here. Sirocco, no. we got that then. No. But right, that's perfect. where C-Rock came from because people <laughs> had trouble. So they started calling me C-Rock and I just went with it. So there you go. Well, it's a, it's a great thing to be known as, hey, now you're a rock, man. You're solid. <laughs> so so what does leadership and being a leader mean to Mike C-Rock? Tell us what that means to you. Well, you know, I, I got to give credit where credit's due. Um you know, I've, first of all, my mom, when I was a young kid, before I even knew what the word leader was or inspiration was, she always told me, you're going to be a leader. You're an inspiration. Like three or four years old, she's telling me this. I didn't know what the heck it meant, but I started following that. My mind, my thoughts, my words, actions start going towards being a leader. And I think what two things that really, what a leader does. And um, I think one obviously is influence and being a role model to people, setting an example for people to follow. Now, leading can be good and bad, right? So it depends on what you're leading them to. But I think the good kind of leading is guiding people to make their success easier. And that, that comes from John Maxwell, by the way. I study John Maxwell um, and many other people, but making people's success easier, man, is what I would wrap it up in. Well, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but I'm actually a coach, trainer, and certified speaker with John Maxwell. So he's a mentor of mine. I've done a lot of training with John. And one of the things he talks about, as you alluded to, you know, leadership is influence, nothing less, nothing more. And he talked about Hitler being a leader. And you're like, oh, man, I didn't want to hear that. But it's a fact. He led and influenced people. Yep. So you can absolutely lead, whether good or bad, and you are leading. You know, nobody can say I'm not a leader. Everyone right. has influence over someone and they're leading them in something. So we, we said something about being a good leader, bad leader, but you also have this story about converting setbacks and difficulties into rocket fuel. Tell our listeners about how you do that. I think it's a mindset thing. So, so tell us about how you turn these difficult things and difficult situations into rocket fuel. Yeah, it is a mindset thing uh, to an extent. I think committing to this concept and deciding that you're going to live this way is a mindset thing. 
But from there, it's got to be actionable items that you're doing. And it's a proactive concept. You see, when we have adversity, the closer in proximity we are to something that sets us back or causes us issues or takes us away from our goals, the less light there is at the end of the tunnel, if there is any at all, less hope we have, the more confusion and chaos we have. So you can't grasp the concept I'm about to tell you if you're currently in an adversity or really close proximity to one. This is a proactive concept that you must do ahead of time. And you must, the first step is to understand the concept, which is in life, when you have an ideal picture of where you want to go, goals that you have, the things that stop us are not the encouraging people, the supportive people, the wins that we have, the successes. The things that stop us, Brian, are the things that are toxic, discouraging people, negative people, setbacks, disappointments, letdowns. And if we cannot just remove those things, but if we can learn to convert them, store them in our tank instead of our trunk where they weigh us down, we can convert them into rocket fuel for our future. You not just become unstoppable, but you blast off into like unknown worlds where you, you never thought you could get to before. And this is such a powerful concept because it creates an ability to become unstoppable and indestructible. Now, I will add, I'm a big believer in God. And I'm, you know, my, my creator put me here with blessings and potential, which I have no idea the limitations on those. Uh, physically, obviously we have limitations physically, but spiritually and mentally, if, if, if the creator that I believe in gave it to me, it's unlimited. And I think that if we don't go after it and every day with intentionality to really go after everything that we were given, it, 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 it's a slap in the face, so to speak, to our creator. So to me, understanding that is a really big concept and that all the stuff that's coming at us is being given to us for fuel. And by the way, I'll prove this to you. If you, if you actually did an exercise where you wrote down all the setbacks, all the difficulties and letdowns in your life, and on a piece of paper, you wrote them down. And on the left, left side, they were there. And on the right side, to the right of them, you write down any opportunity or good that came out of those things. I have done this exercise numerous times with people. And I've never had a time where they couldn't find something, opportunity that came out of those things. And by the way, the bigger the setback, the bigger the opportunity. So if we already know that later on in life, 2020 hindsight, we already know that. Why wouldn't we be proactive with this and understand that when they come, immediately let something trigger that you don't get paralyzed by it, victimhood, wondering why it happened to you, woe is me, immediately start looking for the opportunity in it. And that's what it's all about, Brian. Man, that is so smart. And I love your analogy about putting the, the fuel in the tank and not in the trunk. Because as you're alluding to, man, you can use these experiences either to propel you or they're going to be an anchor holding you down, holding you back. And, and no matter who you are in life, man, we all have setbacks. We all have challenges and struggles, but how we, how we choose to use those things. And like you alluded to, man, sometimes it's a stepping stone to the next step, to the next level, you know, Hey, I want to get it under my feet, but I need it under me to, to raise me up, you know? Yeah, so yeah. Just I, don't, I don't want it easy, man. Like if this thing start going too easy and smooth, I start to get concerned. <laughs> so yeah, you're not challenging yourself enough. If it's, if it's easy, you, you know, you gotta be stretching and growing yourself. You know, John talks about the law of the lid. Yep. We gotta be raising that lid. And, and I heard him speak uh, for live to lead. And he, and he said that uh, a leader never has two good days in a row. And it's like, wow, that's pretty interesting that a leader never has two good days in a row. You see that logo up there for those watching. That's that's a C and two upside down R's for C rock, but there's a guy in there going like this. And I always think about the reason I had that is one, like lift up the world, right? 
But not only that, raise the roof. Like John's law of the lid. Let's raise the lid. Like we want our hands up here like this going this way. I always say this, Brian, thrust is a must. And that's, you know, the rocket fuel concept, man. Thrust, we have to be thrusting. We got to be going forward. And uh, in order to do that, we need the setbacks. We need these things. That's our fuel, man. So that's what it's all about, brother. I, I'm so I'm so fired up. Obviously, you can tell, and I hope you don't mind. I get I should ask permission to get this fired up on your show, but I, I love this, and 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 if, to be able to relay this to people and change lives with it is just it's so meaningful to me. Well, you're inspiring me, and I know you're inspiring our listeners. So I, you have you have my permission, man. You got it. So, <laughs> thank you, thank you. It's it's great, man. And and just how we, you know, the other thing that we can be when we go through troubles and trials is, is have empathy for others. And, and this life, man, there, we have so many people helping us and so many people we can help. I like to talk about being a mentor and I've always get, got someone that's mentoring me and I'm always mentoring someone else. And it's this human chain of connectivity where we're helping each other. But if I've been through things, maybe someone that's going through that can say, Hey, I, I know this is very difficult for you at this moment, but let me tell you what's on the other side of it. And, and like you said, man, it's just, it's just, it's the propelling. And so just helping people understand, yeah, you got to go through this. And I have, I have 21 year old twins that have decided to join the construction industry. And I'm excited uh, about that, man, because they're following dad's footsteps and construction boots. However, I've told them you got to earn your stripes because that that's what it's about, man. There's going to yeah. be challenges. There's going to be things that are hard and rough and difficult. And Hey, it's not easy, man, but, but keep, keep pushing forward. Keep making those steps. You know, it's those small steps, those consistent small steps that build us and grow us into something we are. And you have to stay consistent even in the challenging times. Yeah. Yeah. I love the, I love the construction business, by the way, because I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I grew up in uh, my dad was a Mason. My grandfather's did stucco work, drywall, plaster. I grew up in that mixing mud, <laughs> pulling uh, buckets of mud up on a pulley on the scaffold, um, reading blueprints. I mean, I grew up with all that. And, uh, and by the way, like, you know, one of the things that this concept came from was when my dad, you know, I love him to death. I don't get to talk to him. It's not by my, my uh, decision. But um, when I was 11, I lived with him for three years and went through a lot of psychological and emotional and mental abuse. Um, and, um, you know, I decided to get out of that environment. My mom filed court papers. And, you know, the reason I have these bricks behind me my dad was a Mason. And, and, and just, th I think about that is, you know, how my heart at one point when my dad basically gave up on me, threw a hundred dollar bill at me and said, Hey, you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day, you know, that, that feeling that I had at first was dark. And this reminds me of that. And, but I would, what I did was at that moment, I'm very stubborn, Brian. And when you're stubborn, stubborn's not, it has a negative connotation. A lot of times, Oh, you're stubborn. You're hard headed, And I heard that all my life. And now I wear the stubborn badge with, you know, with honor, but stubborn is not the wrong thing when it's on the right thing. And so when my dad did that, that spark a fire inside of me that became this rocket fuel concept for 30 some years, I've been driving off of this concept because of that spark that happened. And, and I didn't really realize it until about two or three years ago. And I just did like a self-analysis kind of audit of myself of like, what, what am I driving off of? What is this? because it's powerful and I need to figure it out so I can share with people. And so um, that's where that concept three years ago, I've, I've developed this. And the reason I want to bring that up, my dad was a Mason. So the construction business, those of you listening that are in construction and building, I, I, I honor and respect you guys. And I know it's not easy work. 
Uh, I know some mornings it's tough to get up and, and go to work and do the things you do, but the fact that you get to create and build something um, is something that's powerful and it has great purpose in life. We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict? reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Mike, I'm glad you brought that up. And some of my listeners may be weary with my story, but you know, I didn't go to college, man. And so I, uh, I found a very rewarding career in construction when I was just looking for a job, man, I just needed a job. And so my teachers threatened me with digging ditches. Well, lo and behold, that's what I, what I would have done, you know? So, but I found out it's such a rewarding career. And I, and I always, you know, kind of felt low because a lot of my friends went to college and a lot of them have business and banker jobs and those type of things. And I'm just a construction guy. However, I've learned so many leadership principles in construction. And this is a, a phenomenal career to, to, to have to grow into other things. You know, in the construction industry, we, we have accountants. We have people that do advertising and, and do, prop, you know, promote pr- products and we have engineers, so there's just a vast array of positions and, and opportunities to, to grow in this industry. But not only that, when you talk about the bricks and laying the mortar, I had a team member, a couple team members one time who were doing really well on our team, but they were finding fault with our other team members. And so I, I took some bricks, and, and the first time I did, I used these floral bricks from, from the florist. And, and they, they were, they broke up in pieces and were just nasty, but, but I wrote there. names on them. And, and I said, so, so here's the bricks. And I stuck them up in a, a cornerstone stack. And I said, now pull out this, this lower, any of these lower bricks kind of Jenga style. And so they pull out a brick and it's got a gentleman's name on it that they recognize, but the, all the bricks fall down that includes them. Yeah. And so I, sh- I showed them, I, I, I like to say I should have been from Missouri, the show me state. Yeah. So I showed them when you start pulling out other team members, the company's failing. And the, and so I, now I use that. I've got these, uh, these foam bricks now that I, that I bought and, and take into training and teach teams that, Hey, whenever you're pulling down other team members, you think you're lifting yourself up and you're tearing your whole company down. So it tears everyone down. Yeah. I love that, man. That's, and the, that's a great analogy. And, and if you know, you know, this, if your dad was a, a Mason mortar gets stronger over time. And I like to talk about the mortar being the difficulties and the challenges, you know, mortar's tough, man. It's, it's, it's built of, of sand and water and grit. Yeah. And yeah. I like to talk about that mortar joining things together. It's, it's those trying times we go through as a team. That's what bonds us and helps us to grow. So, Hey man, I got to, got to tell my story again on another podcast. Thanks Mike for that. Yeah, no, I love that, man. I'm glad you shared that. The other thing I look at with that is responsibility um, in life. You know, if we don't have, if we don't absolutely take responsibility for things that don't go our way. Every de- to the de- degree that you give up responsibility, you give up control. And so when people blame other people, you're giving up control to someone else. When in fact you want the control, everybody wants to control things. They want, they want to be able to do the things the way they want to do them. And, and so when you 
blame other people and you leave up, alleviate responsibility. Uh, you're giving up that control. But not only that, when you hear something, I, I just thought about this like two or three weeks ago when I was thinking about this concept, when you blame someone, what's the purpose of you doing that? Like, what, is, what, what are you getting out of it? Why are you doing it? And, you know, I looked at that and I'm like, well, it's to justify being right. You're trying to, your subconscious mind is trying to justify it. To, your subconscious mind's kind of like an idiot. It just, all it does is try to justify your, 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 your conscious mind and say it's right, no matter what. And so at that point, I thought to myself, well, blaming people never feels good. Like when you blame other people, you never feel good ever. So why would we do it? So then the other thing is when we're talking about justifying and trying to be right, that shows the problem too, because are you more worried about being right? Are you more worried about being successful in relationships, in businesses? Are we more worried about being right and being unsuccessful or do we want to succeed in those things? What's more important to you? That's the question you have to ask. And that brick analogy, man, that's fantastic because that that really paints the picture. Yeah, I love to use that. And I've had so many lights go off when I do that. It's just a, it's a nice tool for us. You know, that reminded me, I heard Craig Groeschel speak recently, and he said most people would learn more from their mistakes if they didn't spend so much time denying them. <laughs> and so if you think yep. about it and, and pushing that blame off on others, man, you know, you got to, hey, if, if you're a leader and, and a team makes a mistake, you got to own that that mistake, man. It's it's yours. It belongs to yep. you. You're the leader. Yep. And so you got to say, hey, I, I understand my team even made that mistake. I'm going to work to fix that. We're going to learn from it. All of us are going to grow from it, but we own it. And, and we own it as a team. And if I, as the leader, have failed because the team failed. Yeah, if you get in a car accident, I'd rather it be my fault, really, because I can fix that. Like if somebody else keeps banging into your car over and over again and it's on them and they keep doing it, then you can't fix it. You can't stop it. So ideally you don't want to be in a car accident. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you know, I want to be able to control things. And when you give up responsibility, you don't have any control. Yeah. And I think that's that defensive driving. So even if it's not your fault per se, what could you have done to prevent it? So, yep. so taking accountability for it doesn't mean you have to be 100% at fault. It means right. Yes, that did happen. It was their fault, but but maybe if I was paying attention more, I could have done something. And, and that's so, you know, anticipatory leadership is what is what Craig actually spoke about when I heard him speak. And mm-hmm. he's talking about anticipating. And, and he talked about one of the great hockey players saying that, you know, he he uh most players go to where the puck is, he's going to where the puck is going. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. And yeah. so that anticipatory, what what's what's happening next? What what am I and and I like to tell supervisors in the construction industry this all the time is let the team be working on the, the items at hand you need to be thinking two three days two weeks out what's what's ahead of it what can i put in front of them and the equipment and the training so that they're ready for the next step yep yep absolutely love that man um you know and what it's all about being proactive right you know when you're reactive in reactive mode you can't really accomplish anything you're just letting things come at you, whatever comes your way. Um, but you know, it's like chess, man, chess, not checkers, right? You, you, you're looking three, four moves ahead of, ahead of yourself. And that's the best chess players do that as well. Um, and when you lay that groundwork out, it's like, kind of like if you're the old times when they were laying uh, railroad out and they would lay the tracks way ahead of time before the train came. If you run, if you run the train and you're trying to put the tracks down as the train's going, the train doesn't go very fast. So um, it, it, you know, a lot of concepts that we know that are success concepts, 
are so simple, but yet we complicate and make things so difficult sometimes. Without a doubt, man. And it's so easy to complicate, to overthink things, you know, just to, yeah. to go, what if this happens? What if that happens? I had a recent uh, understanding that, you know, those times where you wake up and you realize you had a, had a nightmare, something horrible that might've happened to your family member. And you realize, well, that was just a nightmare. It's okay. Everything's fine. And it made me think about the times I tell myself something bad's going to happen. Or if, if I try to start a podcast, nobody's going to like it. Mm-hmm. You tell your mm-hmm. stuff this, these things that aren't true. Yeah. And so yeah. if you could just think about it, like I, I would, I would guess, you know, 80% of the stuff we, especially self-defeating stuff, it ain't real, man. It shouldn't be paid attention to whatsoever. It should be said, I'm not going to believe that I'm, I'm going to press on and persevere anyway. And, and things are going to work out the way they're supposed to. Yeah. The, you know, the, the word reality comes into mind here and what, what is reality? What is really, really at reality? Reality is when you have an agreement in your mind on something, you agree that that is real based on your perceptions. And so let's say you and I are sitting out on a construction site and we see a wheelbarrow sitting there full of mud. And we're like, that's a wheelbarrow full of mud. And you go, yeah, that is a wheelbarrow full of mud. And then Joe walks up and says, nah, man, that's, that's not a wheelbarrow. That's just a shovel. You and I look at each other and be like, Joe's crazy. And we shun him. That's not real. In his mind, it's real. But we think he's crazy because you and I agreed upon the fact that that's a wheelbarrow full of mud. Now, if we have Joe comes up and says that's a shovel and he somehow convinces me or you that that is a shovel, we both say now, oh, yeah, that's or the, 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 him and you, let's say, say, yeah, that's a shovel. I still think it's wheelbarrow full of mud, but it's reality to you guys now because you both agreed on it. Now I'm the crazy guy. <laughs> so what we perceive in our mind and accept as reality is what's real. So what you think is what you say, what you say is what you do and what you do becomes your legacy and your actions that you take, you know, it becomes your life. So in my mind all the time, like I always have to catch myself. Like if you really need to pay attention to what your thoughts are. And when, when I'm thinking the wrong way, man, I catch it right away and reverse it. And as soon as I do that, I replace it with something that I need to replace it with something positive or something that's now real to me. And it is like magic when you do this. And then what happens, Brian, you start paying attention to what other people are saying. And you're like, you know, somebody will be like, yeah, that job could get done, man. But I don't see somebody says, well, I want this job like this. I want this floor here and the ceiling to go here. I don't know. I don't, I don't know how, by the way, this happens in construction all the time. I've seen it. I don't know how the hell that's going to happen. That's going to be a problem. They start talking like that. And of course it's going to be a problem. But the, 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 the guys that are contractors that are really, really good, they go, all right, let's see what, what we got to do to fix that, fix that and figure that out. And they start thinking about the solution, not the problem. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting how your thoughts control everything. And, and I'm, I've been around construction, like I said, my whole life. And I notice that with the people when they have a problem and they focus on the problem instead of the solution. And it's all in their mind. Without a doubt, man, the, uh, the creative and the, and the people that learn how to overcome those objections, you know, I, I, I tell people all the time, I'm trying to eliminate those absolutes. Can't, won't, this will not work. Before you have those, say those things, think through, well, well maybe it can, you know, maybe we could yeah. make this work. Maybe there's a way around and, and try to think through every opportunity before you just say it can't happen because 
when you're sitting there saying it can't happen, somebody's going to pass you doing what you said can't happen. Yeah. C rock is going to come past you. That's what's going to happen. Like I'll <laughs> roll past you. So, so that like, that's the thing. Like when people say, Oh, it's going to be hard. Well, yep. It is going to be hard. Um, oh, there's a problem. Yeah. But, but there's a problem. Of course there's a problem. How about this? Instead of saying there's a problem, what opportunities here? Okay. This gives us a great opportunity to do this. And then you know that you're giving, you're opening up to the solution. There's always a solution to a problem. There's absolutely 100%. It's a law. There's always a solution to a problem. It's just being open to it. And, uh, you know, man, in construction so much, I've seen this so much, man. <laughs> and I know you have too, where, where people just focus on the problem. And, and uh, uh, that, you know, I, I think that there's got to be a, a limiting belief that is causing so much problem in the, in the industry that if solved and more people were unlimited with their solutions, unlimited with their visions, man, this, this, uh, the construction business would be totally different. Well, you know, that old 80, 20 rule, right? Where uh, 20% of the people do 80% of the work. I have this goal in mind to transform the teams that I work with. Let's bring it up where 50% of the people do 50% of the work. Why do you, yeah. Why do you have to accept 80, 20 rule? And, and think about that. that means everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing is basically what that turns up, turns down yep. to be 50% of people. So if you could get four more people to, out of a group of 10 to stand up and say, okay, I'm going to do my part. Yep. Think how much more productive that business and that team would be compared to their competitors. If, if, if the, the rule and it, and it is, man, you see it all across the, man, the things I volunteer for, I realize, you know, if there's 10 people on a board, two of them are making it happen. And the other eight want their name on a, on a list of, of something they're, they're, they're volunteering yeah. for. But it, that, why do people accept that? You know, that's a problem. I think talking about that rule in, in general, uh, being a rule is a problem because it already, again, what we think is what we say, what we say is what we do. It already triggers something in us to accept that. You know, so I'm not, my team, I have 40 employees in this mortgage thing that we do. And I, we, listen, I ain't letting that happen. We're not talking about exactly. no 80, 20 rules. We're, we're talking about everybody's going to do their job or they don't work here. And I'm not okay with it otherwise. And if you need to, you know, you need some help, you need some clarity, you need some knowledge. I'm here for you. We're going to make that happen, but we hold people accountable. And that's why we're exceptional instead of mediocre. And it's all about leadership. Like we talked about in the first place, what you accept is becomes your reality. That my friends is rocket fuel and not counterweights in your trunk. <laughs> that's right that's right mike i love that listen we're at that stage of the podcast now where we need to bring things to an end so tell the listeners where they can find you how they can get in contact with you yeah the best thing linkedin if you look up my name on linkedin mike c-rock sirocco uh or instagram i'm big on instagram i I just like that platform and i love the the direct messaging in both of those platforms mikey c-rock with no k c-r-o-c mikey c-rock on Instagram. And also my book is coming out February 7th. It's on pre-sale right now at mikecrock.com forward slash book. That book is not just a business book. It's for everyone that wants to learn how to become unstoppable. The subtitle is called convert setbacks, period, become unstoppable, period. And uh, our friend, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Grant Cardone. He wrote the forward for the book and uh, I'm very proud about that. Yeah. I see your 10 times hat. So I know you were a Grant guy. <laughs> so yeah. That's, uh... He's changed my life, by the way. I mean, I had to some doing in that, but, um, that book is powerful. Um, just the concept and a way to think, and it aligns really well with rocket fuel. Well, listeners, there you have it. There's going to be a book in February. You can pre-order now. I'll be sure to keep all those things in our show notes. It was great to have you listen to the build your success podcast today. 
Now, listen, this is the last episode of the year. I want to remind you to go back and check out our episode about reflecting. It's time to make some reflections, man. 2020 was such a tumultuous year and you need to think about how you can use that for rocket fuel. I'm going to borrow Sea Rock's words here. Take, take 2020. I've been saying, let it be a plow that's chilling up your soil and, and making you better. And think of that, how you can make it better because everybody went through that. We all went through it together and we need to learn from it and grow from it, not be destroyed by it. So thanks for listening to the podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others. Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.